0: After a two-week break, extra time is back here on LCFC Radio and LCFC TV and after the international break for Leicester City, it was a one-all draw at Old Trafford against Manchester United, of course. To review that game and to look ahead to Thursday's clash with PSV, we've got Tony Cotty and Ewan Roberts with us today. Um, Morning gents, uh, how are you both? Tony, we'll start with you, did you have a good weekend?
1: Yeah, morning Dan. Um, uh, yeah, had a good weekend. Um, uh, I, I did manage to see the whole of the Leicester game, but I saw most of the game and uh, I saw the highlights obviously and uh, I know we're going to talk about that. So that was my Saturday uh, and then on Sunday, uh, as you would expect with two of my old clubs playing, I was at West Ham yesterday to see another victory for the Hammers and another defeat for Everton, which I'm sure we'll talk about later.
0: Uh, and Roberts, how are you? How was your weekend? I know you were at a, a, a fairly important Welsh derby, weren't you?
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're always... Big occasions, um, even though what they're 16th and 17th in in the championship with not a lot to play for. It's not been the best of season for for both Cardiff and Swansea, but it has to be probably the most one sided South Wales derby I've ever seen. I mean, Swansea convincing winners 4 0 um, could have been more. And it's, I mean, those two teams have been playing against each other for over 100 years, and it's only the first time. A team has has done the double over the, over the other. I mean, that's that's quite a remarkable statistic. Really, that, that first time ever, first time ever, someone someone's done the double in in the South Wales. I mean, they beat them comfortably down in Swansea earlier in the season, three uh, 0 but four nil. And that, as I said, it, it could have been more. It could have been more.
0: Uh, Yeah, that is surprising. I I was going to say, neither of them really pushing for the the playoffs or anything like that, Ewan. So, there there wasn't too much on the game in that sense, but with it being a derby, obviously, everyone's up for it.
2: And it it just goes to show, I mean, normally, for the past 15, 16 teams, that's been a a live game on TV, Uh, but Sky decided to put um, Blackpool, Nottingham Forest on the (laughs) early kick-off on Saturday. So, that goes to show uh, it's probably a bigger game, obviously, in South Wales. it? It means
0: more, for the people in South Wales, that it does elsewhere. Uh, well, speaking of TV games, Tony, at Leicester City, uh, their trip to Manchester United was, of course, the the evening kickoff uh, on Saturday. You can understand why it was picked for, for television, can't you? With with the the, the two sides and, and how they both play, and and Leicester really will be disappointed if they didn't get all three points.
1: Yeah, it's it's always one of them. Then when you when when you look at the game before the game, you look at it and you think Manchester United away. Um, Always a tough game, you know that it's, you, you, you know, we know by the results and how many times Leicester have won there over the last what 25 years, I think it's twice, isn't it? You know, you know how tough a game it's going to be. Um, so that's before the game, and then as we sit, sit here now reviewing the game, I agree, I think you've got to say, you know, it in a way it's disappointing that Leicester didn't get the three points. Yes, it's a point at Old Trafford, um, you know, which is. Normally, a really good result, but I think with the chances, with the disallowed goal, etc., with all what was going on, you know, I think Leicester will probably look back and feel a little bit harshly done by it and a little bit disappointed in that dressing room. I think that they didn't take the three points. It was a really good performance.
0: Uh, do you agree, Ewan? Yeah,
2: I, absolutely. I thought second half is as good a performance as I've seen from Leicester away from home this season. And I, thought, I, thought they were, I thought they were top class. Um, big decision went against. Brendan and his and his players. I mean, McTominay, I thought he was very fortunate to still be on the pitch. I thought it was a poor challenge. He's high, it's reckless when he when he goes in on, on James Madison. and he goes over the top of the ball. I thought that was that was the wrong decision. Uh the disallowed goal, I can understand after seeing it again why the referees changed his mind. But in the in the heat of the moment, you know, how many of those types of challenges do you see in the game? I, I thought it was an unlucky one that that, that that goal was was, was disallowed, the, the Favana header, that was a fantastic save by the goalkeeper. Um, disappointed with the goal conceded, I think when you look back, and I think if Kasper looks back at that goal, could he have sort of palmed it away from danger, so, so to speak, instead of putting it back into an area when it was then Fred to come on and, and smash it into the roof of the net, but you know, Leicester in recent seasons they've enjoyed playing against Manchester United haven't they that's five now without losing to to Manu. I think they've won three of their their previous four um, but all in all it would have been a feeling of of disappointment leaving Manchester United I think on 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 Saturday night with just that one point so deserved all three
0: yeah we'll talk about the 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 decisions uh, a little bit later on but but just uh... Again, on, on the game itself, you mentioned that that run you and against Manchester United, that would have been four wins in a row in all yeah. competitions if Leicester had done it. And, and you always think Old Trafford is a place to go. You'd be lucky to get a draw, wouldn't you? And, and, and that, that's maybe not the case these days. And, and that's why Leicester will be even more disappointed that they did come I, away with I a th- draw. I think you're right, Dan. I think
2: they've only lost once in their previous eight games at home. I think that was to Wold. But when you look in recent weeks, you know, I think Burnley, uh, yeah, no, Brighton had gone up there and got a nil-nil. Uh, I, think, I think Watford had drawn at Old Trafford. I don't think it's got the the fear factor that it had when myself and TC probably played up there when, you know, Fergie was in charge. You know, you, you, they didn't give too much away back in, in, in those days. Um, I thought, you know, an hour, hour and 15 before kickoff, you get the team sheets, I think would have been a bonus. Not seeing Ronaldo. You know, not not seeing him in the starting eleven. You know, that that would have given the Leicester boys a lift. Great to see Johnny Evans and Wesley Favana starting for the first time since the F, the FA Cup final. I think it was that was the last time they, they they started before before Saturday. So it's it's good now that players are getting back fit. Back fit. Brendan's got options, and he's going to need all those options because it's going to be a a busy end to the season. But you know, it's a good point. It's a very good point, especially when you I think away from. In recent weeks or this season hasn't been hasn't been great for Leicester City compared to what they were like on the road last season. But to come away from with a point, uh, uh, Manu, with that element of disappointment, you know, you, you'd be relatively pleased.
0: And it, it sets Leicester up, doesn't it, Tony, for, for the end of the season now. I know on, on extra time we've been talking about the the running for for a little bit of time now and and the way that you can almost block seasons off, can't you? And, and now that the the last international break has been. This is quite obviously the final stretch now. So, to get, to get a decent draw at Manchester United to start that, off the back of a good run of form before the international break, Leicester are picking up form. As Ewan says, players are returning just at the right time.
1: Yes, all systems going now, Dan, isn't it? What is it? What, 10 Premier League games left, I think? And then you've got, potentially, you've got five games left in Europe. 15 games. And when you look, yeah. excuse me, I think the season's probably about seven weeks, eight weeks away from ending. So, there's a hell of a lot of games that Leicester have got to fit into a you know a very short amount of time. Um, it's great, I agree with you, and to, to see the players back from injury. I mean you look at that back four Justin, Castagna, yeah. Evans, Fafana, that, that was all injured. All injured at one stage. And you know, that's what Leicester have been up against. We've been saying it, haven't we? Time week in, week out, time and time again. Just those injuries made such a massive difference. And if you go into old Trafford and you've got it's not what you would call... Is it their best back forward? Oh, best back forward? I, I don't know. That's open to opinion, obviously. But it's a much stronger back forward than what it was, certainly two, three months ago, where none of those players were playing. So, it's great that Brendan's got, got those players out. Just quickly on Manchester United, Dan, it, it tells you everything about Manchester United, that they aren't playing with a centre-forward. Now, for a club like Manchester United not to have a centre-forward is unbelievable, in my opinion. They've got some wonderful players, but they are not a good team at the moment. And that then, of course, comes back to what we keep saying, the frustration that although it's still a really good point, and it, yes, it gives you impetus going into that final stretch of the season, it's just slightly frustrating that Leicester didn't get those three points.
0: Yeah, but but before it, and, and, and speaking of that run, Ewan, and the confidence, hopefully, that, that, that is in the group, I think it's quite clear there is confidence now in the group. Before... The game it was six wins in nine in all competitions obviously now that's still six wins in ten but with the draw at Old Trafford thrown in there as well it 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 is a good little run of form and, and they're finding it at the right time.
2: I'm finding it at vital time aren't they you know with a massive game coming up on, on, on Thursday night some very important games in the Premier League as TC said just, just tend to go what are they Twelve points behind Wolves in in eighth position. You know that's. I think Leicester have got a couple of games in hand. Is that is that doable? Probably not. Probably it's just slightly too. But you've got to you've got to finish the season off well. And in, in the last two seasons, form has dipped off. You know, and, and I think lessons will have been learned with with what happened in the previous two seasons, with the way the club just missed out on on a top four finish. Uh, but no, it looks like this season. Going into these last few games, they're a confident bunch. They've got momentum um, and that togetherness, that that good spirit that they've always had. You know that will take them a long way in in the
0: next six seven weeks. Uh, the first half, let's concentrate on the game itself. Tony was was relatively quiet, wasn't it? Both teams sort of feeling each other out a little bit.
1: It was, Dan, yeah, but, you know, there was half chances for Leicester. You know, Harvey Bones had a couple. Ian Nacho had a couple. Particularly the one, I think, the curler with his, on his left foot. I think, you know, if I'm Kelechi, I'm, I'm sitting in that dressing room at half-time thinking, I should have done better there. Because, you know, if it's on his right foot and he's curling it, and he's, going, well, he's on his weaker foot, etc. that. But when it's on your main foot and you've got the sight of the goal, which he did, he just didn't get enough whip on it. And then a couple of little half-chances for Harvey. And then I think Fernandez had a a shot saved by Casper, And I think that pretty much summed up the first half. You know, there was some sort of half-decent football play. There wasn't a lot happening. You know, Manchester United kept trying to spray the ball out wide and it's going out to play, et cetera. And you can see that they are a team that are well short of confidence as a team. As I say, good players, individually good players, but just short of confidence as a team. So, it was a case of just getting in at half-time, you know, just working off the back of what you've done in the first half and then looking to try and get that opening. And, you know, when you, you know, me and you have both been there many times as a, as a visiting player, but, you know, it's, it's easier said than done. But if you can get that goal, that first goal, it, it just makes such a massive difference at a place like Old Trafford because the, the fans go a little bit flat. You then realise that, you know, that the team, Manchester United, they've got to take the game to Leicester. And at that point, when you're a goal up, you know that you're a good counter-attacking team, which gives you the space to, to exploit and, and hopefully go and get that second goal. So, you know, it, it, the, the first goal, obviously, was would be great to get that first goal, but then conceding so soon after. Again, like you, you know, uh, Brendan will be looking in that dressing room. He'll be looking at a lot of positives, but just, that you know, in terms of concentrating after, you know, after scoring a goal. And it's, we see it time in, don't we? Time in, time out, week in, week out, all the time. You score a goal and then you switch off a little bit. So that would have been a disappointment. But, you know, Leicester got a better team in the, in the second half, and yeah. there's no doubt about that. And Farre deserved to win.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably a frustrating thing when you do look at, at the the match report, if you like, Ewan, and it says Kalechi and Nacho 63 and then Fred yeah. 66. That is so disappointing. It is a cliche, isn't it? You're, you're most vulnerable when you've just scored, but clearly that, that happened to Leicester.
2: Yes. Um, I wouldn't say players. Switched off, Dan. Uh, I mean, Casper puts his foot through the ball, gets it up towards the halfway line. Could Coletti have done maybe a bit more to hold Varane off the ball? I think it was too easy for Varane to to come in front of him and, and then play the ball into into Fernandez. Um, and he's really clever, Fernandez, with his movement. He lets the ball. He sort of sucks Varane in. He lets the ball run across his body. He opens his body out. He gets his shot in. It's a good save by Casper. You know, let's be fair. It's just, he, could he have pushed it further, further wide? I mean, that's that's the big thing. He puts it into an area, and no one's following in. Only Fred, and it's it's a, a simplest goal for him in the end. But yeah, to concede three three minutes after you've taken the lead, when you've played ever so well, where where you've been the dominant side in that second half, to, to concede so early after scoring, you know, it would have been a massive disappointment to
0: Brendan. Uh, it was a good goal though, Ewan, wasn't it, from From a Leicester point of view? Great goal. Very, very good team goal. Actually, before we get onto to that, that, a few of the moments that you referenced in the first half, the Cleccia and Acho Curler, one of the Harvey Barnes efforts, they would have been unbelievable team goals as well. The build-up play that, that Leicester had done, it was, it was absolutely top quality. They played some really good football on Saturday.
2: Played some great football. You know, the, the, the passing and the movement the the quickness we're in the way they they passed the ball um, was was outstanding and there's some some of the moves for for those two opportunities were top class you know you, you lose count how many times Leicester passed the ball up until the the, the final shot um, but Dan they're capable of doing that you know we, we've seen Leicester score that type of goal on on many occasions over the last four or five seasons you know we, we know that, that those players have got that in in in, in the locker I mean the, the goal was a I mean Hall Beholders ever so well on the halfway line. You know, It's a great sliding challenge. Nice early ball into James Madison. And like, team, TC and me, we thrived off those top types of crosses. Good early ball, down. He doesn't mess about, James Madison. He has two touches with his left foot. You know, he doesn't sort of dwell on it and, and, and take his time. He puts it in straight away. We know what a great right foot James Madison's got. I didn't quite realise he's got such a great left foot as well. I mean, it's a fantastic cross in. And it's a good diving header by Unaccio. By I, think, I think the early ball catches the United back four sleeping. And that's what allows Unaccio to get that little bit of space that he needed. And it's, and it's a good header. And I'm pleased for him. I'm pleased for him. You know, it's been a frustrating season for him, I'm, I'm sure. Being an ex-Man City player as well, he'd have loved going to Old Trafford and, and scoring that goal. Um, good header, as I say. You, know, you get 12 Premier League goals in 25 appearances last season. That he'll, be, he'll be disappointed he hasn't had more time on, on the pitch. But when you've not had opportunities, Dan, and when you eventually get one, you have to take it. And, and that's what he did. And I was really pleased that, that he, he took his
0: chance on Saturday. Yeah, let's talk about the finish itself, Tony. A terrific header. For half a second, I thought De Gea had made an unbelievable save because he does get a, a fingertip to it. But thankfully, it, it creeps in. But he, he takes it so well, Ian after because it's not an easy header, the way he has to stoop down to get it.
1: No, it, it was a great finish down, but there was so much to admire about the goal. because uh, Let's not forget, it was a Leicester corner and, you know, Manchester United have cleared it and Fred's trying to advance. All right, he's being surrounded by players, but Tiedemanns does well. First tackle, Jude's to another vital tackle. And then the, the early pass. And, and as, as Ewan was, was touching on now, <laughs> I think nowadays we see so many players, they sort of dilly and they dally yeah. and they, they, sometimes they look up and even though there's players in the box, they don't cross it. And, and the best ball in football has always been, and will always be, yeah. the early ball. The earlier you do things, the more chance the forward has got of creating his own space and getting in front of a defender. I mean, the the cross was absolutely fantastic, and you, you don't have to look. I mean, I'm sure James would have looked. He's got enough quality that he would have got his head up and looked. But if you do play out wide, you know, like David Beckham was probably the best example of that. You know, he didn't used to look David Beckham. He didn't need to look because he had such a good uh, technique, such a talent. And Leicester have got that in James Madison and Harvey Barnes as well. You've got two players that you don't need to look. Just put in a quality ball. The ball was fantastic. You know, Kelechi does brilliant with his movement in the the first place. And the best part about his header, he's headed it back where the ball's come from. And by that, what I mean is he's, he's arriving towards the far post and he heads it back towards the near post. And by doing that, Dan, just to explain it to everyone, the goalkeeper cannot adjust his feet. If you head it towards an earpost, post, the goalkeeper's going that way, you've got a good chance of saving it. If you head it back to where the ball's come from, they're off balance and they're trying to adjust their feet. And as good a goalkeeper as the is, and we saw with that save from Fafana how good he is, he got his fingertips to the ball. But because he headed it back where it had come from, he didn't have enough chance to save the ball. It was, it was a brilliant header. And you, know, you don't really sort of see diving headers anymore, do you? Like, like, like... Yes score all the time. You know, it's just you know, those brave centre-forwards doing their diving headers and that. It, it seems a little bit of a thing of the past. So, it's a little bit of a throwback, the goal. But, you know, I'm sure Ewan would say the same, but I'm so in favour of early crosses because it yeah. gives players like Colechi like Pat Sundaka, like Jamie Vardy particularly, that gives them the opportunity to get in front of their man. And then once you do that, Leicester have got three quality finishes, the players I've just named. And you know that they're capable of finishing. It was a brilliant goal. It really, really was.
0: Yeah, you loved the diving header, you and didn't you?
2: I did. I scored one at Highfield Road against Coventry. Probably one of the best headed goals of my career, and it was was before Leicester. But it is. It's all about early balls because there's nothing worse as a centre forward, Dan, where when you're making three or four runs in that box and that ball's not coming in. You know, in the end, you get frustrated. And you
0: don't want to make in one move, Ewan, is it? You make a Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah you, have, you have to go into that near post. It's not coming. You've got to get yourself back out. You've got yourself to the back post. It still hasn't come in. And in the end, you stop making those runs. And nothing better. Nothing better than than, uh, than an early ball. It, as I say to you, Dan, it catches defenders sleeping. And I think that's what it did. And it just gave Ian that little bit of space that, that he needed. He didn't have to generate the power with the header because the pace was on the ball. That, that James put in. You know, it's a fantastic cross. It's a very, very good header.
0: It was, it was a really good team goal. Yeah, you'd expect that cross from his, his right foot, Ewan, as you've referenced, yeah. but the fact it came from his left, I think when he at first went in and thought, who, who put that ball and who put that ball, and yeah. he realised it was James Madison. It was, it was fantastic.
2: But I don't think you'd expect such a quality cross in with, from a player who's probably predominantly white-footed. But it just goes to show how these players now they, they work with, with both feet. Um and you know James has got that quality. We we know that. Um it's 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 a great ball in, it's an arch. It's I mean I I, I was fortunate enough to play with John Barnes in my early days at uh, at Watford. And it was the sort of ball that, that John I mean John wasn't frighteningly quick, but he could just whip balls in, as T C alluded to David Beckham. Beckham didn't really go past players, but he had that art of just whipping a ball in. Uh, with that right foot. And that's that's how James delivered that ball in with, with his left on Saturday.
0: We've spoken a lot about Kean and Dewsbury Hall this season, Tony, really since he broke into the team in, in what, November time. It, it's a vital, vital challenge that he makes in the lead-up to that goal because he's not just almost given Leicester a goal, he's he's potentially stopped yeah. at, at the other end because, because Man United were breaking there. Yeah, that's
1: what I said, Dan. The break bright, the bright was on, wasn't it? And it was... you probably called it... 50 50 ball, maybe not even, maybe 60 faults into all. I can't remember who the Man United player was. I don't know if it was Sancho or Fernandez. I, can...
0: None, I think
1: off the top of my head, Fernandez, was it? yeah. And, and he was sort of almost more the favorite to win the ball. But I mean, I, yeah, there's certain things in football that get the crowd going and, all, and almost get as much applause as a goal. I mean, obviously, the biggest cheer is always for a goal, we know that. But I think the diving header, I know it ended up in a goal, but even an attempt at a diving header, the fans go, ooh, like that. And I think the other thing uh, that gets the crowd going is a sliding tackle with sort of power behind it, which is what it was. You know, it was a perfectly timed tackle, but there was such desire from Dewsbury Hall. Like, you could see that, you know, it's not really my ball, but I'm going to make it my ball. And, you know, I know Fernandez. you wouldn't call him one of the bravest players in the world. I get that. But he still, you know, it, it, it still wasn't his ball to win, but he had that desire. And, you know, his attitude and his quality since he's got in the team, you can't understate the, 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 the significance he's had on the team. To so the point, as I've said before, he's is, 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 is almost one of the first names yeah. on the team for Brendan Rogers. And that's the biggest compliment you can pay the lad. You know, he's got in. It's not like normally with youngsters, you, you get in and you know, I've been there, Ewan's been there. You get in, you have half a dozen games where you get through on your adrenaline. And then you sort of, then sort of suffer a little bit because you can't get used to the pace or it just starts to go the opposite way for you. And and you get taken out of the team, and then you go back in and get taken out. And and he's very much a yo-yo as a young player. And, you know, I know he's had to take his time. I know he's been on loan, and I understand. And he's not a 17, 18, I understand that. But the point I'm making is he got into the team and he he hasn't had the six-game dip. He's just been consistently one of Leicester's best players every time he's played. And he's got a bit of everything. You know, he's got that aggression that we've just spoken about. He's got the quality with his left foot. He can run with the ball. He can make things happen. And when he runs, he, again, looking at him as a player, you you look at him and you think sometimes, you know, he's not that quick. But then you see him run with the ball and players are struggling to get near him. So you're thinking, actually, he might be one of those players that looks, you know, maybe doesn't look quick, but he's probably deceptively quick. And he's got that quality where he can use his strength, you know, I'm not comparing him to Gazza, but a bit like the Gazza where you've got your arms and you can hold players off. And He's got that as well. He's, he's got everything. And, you know, to have to, to kept his place in this Leicester team, I know there's been a lot of injuries, but to have kept his place in this Leicester team is an outstanding achievement in himself, um, just with all the quality midfield players that Leicester possess. And then to just to, to, to do what he's doing as well and, and you know, be a part of the team and create and score goals. I've really, really enjoyed watching him play since he got in the team. He's a fantastic young lad.
0: You have to give a lot of credit as well, you and to Brendan Rogers, actually, because this season, I think, how well King and Hall played at Luton. Maybe he expected to come in and be playing immediately for Leicester. That that wasn't the case. He had to bide his time. I think it was November, really, before his back to back starts for the club. And maybe he might have got a little bit frustrated. I don't know. He's not the type of player or character to do that and openly show frustration. But obviously, he wanted to be in the team. But Brandon Rogers knew that, that maybe he needed to just wait a couple of months, let the season get going, and then he came in. And, and, and as, he, as Tony says, he, he's one of the first names on the team sheet now.
2: Dan, he's, he's, he's been magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Um, young lad, come through the academy system, and he's loving, he's loving every second when he puts that Leicester City shirt on. I think it means so much to him. He's got so much pride when he goes out there. He's a real box-to-box midfielder and you don't see those types of players these days because, you know, you're either a defensive midfielder or you're an attacking midfielder. No, he does both. He's got a great engine, covers the ground, got that little bit of pace about him. He's got a lovely left foot. And he, you know, was he's 23 now? Even? I think he's 23. He's had to be patient. But then when you look at the players that, that have been before him in that midfield, there's some tough competition. There's some tough competition to, to get your chance in that Leicester City midfield, whether they play with a three or a four. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy to, to break into. But, he's, you know, he's probably been a bit fortunate with the injury, but then he's taken his chance. He's taken his chance absolutely superbly. Um, and, it's, and it's great to see. It's great to see.
0: Yeah, and, and everyone wants to see a, an academy player, and as well, come through and do well for the first team. And, and someone from Leicester, of course, as well. <sighs> And I, I, you know, I do think it
2: means means more to these local lads coming in and playing for for their club, club a club that they supported as a, as a boy, a club that they've they've been to, a supporters to support the team. I, I, I do think it means means that little bit more to them. And I think it was it the other the other day, and I can't remember what game it was. Dan, I think there was four youth academy boys that had, you know, Luke Thomas. I think uh, Hamza played. Harvey Barnes played, um, Hughesby Hall played. And it's great to see, you know, you know, especially in Premier League now, there's so much money being thrown about buying players. You know, We're talking millions and millions and millions. I tell you what, it's great when you produce youngsters like that. And good youngsters, very, very good youngsters. Youngsters that have got, you know, we've seen Harvey, he's already played for England. You know, if, if Hughesby Hall carries on playing like he does, if Luke Thomas keeps developing and performing like he does, I know he hasn't played in the last couple of games, but if he kept, keeps playing down that left-hand side, they're going to be
0: knocking on the door of, of that England squad in, in, in maybe 18 months, two years' time. Uh, final word on, on and Drewsbury Hall, Tony, as well. He's, he's going under the radar a little bit, I would say, in, in the wider football. You don't hear him in praise too much, is, is, is what I mean. Obviously, Leicester fans themselves... Praise him all the time. We praise him all the time. But I'm just talking more the, the wider footballing media at the moment, which is probably a good thing for him.
1: I was going to say, Brendan would be absolutely delighted about that. And, uh, and probably uh, Keenan himself would be delighted about that to a degree because he's still learning his trade. He's still young. He's fresh into the, into the team, into the first team. He's only been in the first team for four months. He's, you know, I'm sure he'd be the first to say, I'm still learning my, my game. I'm looking at the other players around me. I'm, I'm looking and listening and you know, developing his game. And, um, you know, I, I think there, there's probably a, a, a little bit of the, oh, he only place for Leicester syndrome. I, I'm sure that's probably thrown in by some of the uh, the, the reporters, some of the journalists who, you know, are, you know you, in other words, you've got to play for a top 16, otherwise you can't get the England squad. I think that sort of attitude's always been around, Dan. Maybe not so much nowadays, but, um, but by... Keenan playing for Leicester, I think it gives him the chance to, to develop his game and just keep doing what he's doing. I'm sure Gareth Southgate is fully aware of him. I'm sure he is. Um, and when the time comes, he, he will get promoted to the England national squad. You've got to say, the way he's going at the moment, he's an absolute certainty to play for England if he continues what he's doing. But sometimes, you know, you, you, you don't always want them to get in when they're not ready. You know, there's a lot of good players in, in front of him. You know, in, the mid, in that midfield, England midfield, some real quality in there, and and the good thing I think the positive thing I, I would say about him is he's he's got he's a little bit different to the other players. You know, there's there's some you know I'm thinking like the likes of Foden, and then you've got your Jordan Hendersons and your Declan Rice's, and that. You know, there's some wonderful players in that England midfield, but I think he's different. And you know, he, he's you in touch with it, he's, he's he's got a bit of everything about him, and, and you don't always find that. You know, like a Brian Robson, type, know that's high praise because Brian was such a fantastic player, but, you know, he, he could do everything. And the way uh, Keenan's developing, he could be that player that can do everything as well. And that's what, you know, If you when, you when you look to assemble an England squad, you look to cover everything and you look to get a player in who can tackle, who can score goals, or, you know, who can be a part of the team, look after the defence, create... There's so much that goes into being the complete um, midfield player. But the way he's going, he's developing nicely under the radar, which which is great for everyone at Leicester because he's learning his game. There's no pressure. Oh, he's an England international now and all that rubbish. Just let him carry on doing what he's doing and everything else will fall into place. And if he carries on doing what he's doing, that'll be next season.
0: Yeah, hopefully it does come soon for uh, for Kane and Dewsbury Hall. Manchester United obviously got, got the equaliser as, as, as Ewan's touched upon already, and then Leicester were again the the, the better team even after that had a goal disallowed. <coughs> excuse me, had a goal disallowed. Tony, what what um, what are your opinions on that? Uh,
1: you know, what, Dan, I, <coughs> you, the the side tells you everything, doesn't it? Um, uh, I'm, a, I'm I'm very pro VAR as you know, but I think sometimes they're, they're itching and desperate to. To, to to find something that's not there that you know to, to to you know to cancel out a goal and you know if you when I watched it um as I say I I watched the I watched the the first thirty thirty five minutes first half live and then I didn't see the second half live and I watched the highlights and I knew that the result was one all and when the goal went in you know, I'm thinking. <laughs> Am I going mad here? I'm thinking, I thought Leicester drew, I thought they drew the game. I, they, I didn't realise Leicester won the game. But my point is, I watched that in real time. I didn't see anything. I did not see anything other than Collection doing brilliant, lovely little pass, and James Madison beautiful finish because he didn't have an he had hardly anything to aim at because the defender closing down, the keeper's covering the near post, he's got a gap about that much, and he just stroked it into the court. Brilliant goal. And I'm watching Runaway. run away, everyone's celebrating. I'm thinking, you know, I need to keep up with football a little bit more here because Leicester have obviously won the game I've got it wrong. And then you then see the, uh, the, the, the fatal VAR and then as soon as the referee goes over and you, you know, Andre has called over, you know what's going to happen. He, I, as I said last time I think I was on the show with you, I said, I don't know why they bother. Why do they bother calling the referee over to look at it? Because you know as soon as he goes over he's going to disallow the goal. So, you know, that's, that drives me mad. But, um, having said all that, let's, let's be quite honest and take our Leicester cap up. If you slow it down and analyse it properly and to the, to the letter of the law, it it was a, it was a slight fail by Koleki. He moved his foot away, which then put him off balance. He then falls to the floor. I think, uh, I think it was it Varane, whoever went down. And he, he made the most of it. And, his, yeah. his sort of um, his actions, if you like. Oh, I've been fouled, and it, it 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 sort of made everyone look at the VAR because if he hadn't rolled around like that, if he'd have just got on with it, then perhaps no one would have said anything, and the goal would never have been disallowed. But a huge disappointment because, uh, as I say, uh, to me in real time, nothing wrong with it. When you slow it down and uh, replay after replay, you can see why they come to that decision. Um, but I don't think really that's what VAR is there for. It's a contact spot. You're gonna players are gonna niggle at each other and, and whatever. And in years gone by, I promise you, uh, 999 times out of a thousand that goal is not getting disallowed in years gone by. And I always say we want to see more goals. We don't want to see less goals. The whole point of VAR. Let's encourage goals. Let's not cancel goals. So you know it was uh, it was frustrating, Dan, and I'm sure every Leicester fan felt the same.
0: Yeah, I I know exactly what you're saying. I think the general consensus, Ewan, was was a little bit what Tony said. There was a massive frustration with it. Yeah. But when you see that slow-mo, you do see that the leg is moved. Um. But Tony made the same point Matt Elliott made uh, in, in the post-match yesterday, that had Varane not stayed down and, Emil. and was injured, that, that yeah. it probably would never have been looked at. I
2: can guarantee it, Dan, if that same incident
0: had happened, Outside
2: the other penalty box, if Manu were attacking the strep for them, that's 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 not being disallowed. But I don't care if the referee goes over. I think I think at times VAR does favour some of the bigger sides, especially at home. Um, and and you look after the run has gone down, Inacio beats Maguire far too easily. So they, Manu still had still had defenders to clear that clear that ball. And I I can't remember who the other defender was who sold himself far too easily before the ball lands at James's his his feet and he he smashes it in. It's a soft a free kick as you probably will will ever see, and you know no wonder that the the lads they would have felt robbed. With it's it's a soft one, it really is. Yeah, he hooks his leg and he sort of slides and maybe tweaks his groin. I don't know, but he he makes such a meal of it. Um, and and that's why the referee sort of goes and, and has a look. But it was ever so unfortunate for for, for Leicester.
0: Yeah, really, really, disappointing. I guess those those sort of tangles happen a lot, don't they, Ewan? And and if you do slow it down enough, you'll probably see a foul in in every single tangle like that on on the pitch. Yeah, for me, it just it just wasn't clear and, and, and obvious. You know, there's so many bodies in
2: that in that D just inside the box, um, and things happen. There's, Totally eluded. The contact sport and it's like accidents do happen. And I think it you know, I don't think Ian Astro does it on purpose. I think he's trying to win the ball. Um, it's just it it does frustrate the life out of me when you see certain decisions going for
1: certain teams and they it just leaves you scratching your head as as what, what they've seen. It's the ruling then, is the ruling not a clear and obvious error? No, I've yeah. got I've, 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 I haven't imagined that, have I? That's the sort of phrase that you keep hearing. It is, you know, they're trying to help yeah. the referee Made a clear and obvious error. Is that, 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 that is right, Ewan, isn't it, what they yeah. say? Yeah, yeah. So, if you watch that in real time, can you say that he's made a, a clear and obvious error? Because in real time, no one in the ground saw it. The only one who probably I, was hoping for it was Varane, wasn't he? No one else saw it.
2: I don't think one, not one, United player appeals. Oh, no, exactly. and Until they see he's stayed down injured... Then they think, oh, something's gone on. And obviously, they've got, they've got screens on the touchline now. So, I'm, I'm sure someone would have been screaming to Harry yeah. the captain, or some of the other players, hey, he needs to be checking this, he needs to be checking this. Um, it, it, is, it is massively disappointing. Massively disappointing because it robbed Leicester of three great points.
0: Uh, earlier in the game, uh, this was at nil 0 just after the break, <clears throat> Scott McTominay. Um, Ewan uh, I, I had a challenge um on James Madison. Yeah. Uh it was given a yellow card. A lot of people have, have said maybe he should have been a red. What what are your opinions on that?
2: I thought it was a red. I thought it was reckless. Is he in control? I don't think so. He's gone in with his foot off the ground, his studs are showing. James is lucky that he, he doesn't quite make the contact that he, he could have and he could have injured James quite seriously. Um it's, it's just, it just leaves you scratching your head. That I mean, I, was it the uh, Everton-Newcastle game? It was a similar challenge. Um, and I, I think it was Alan who, who got himself sent off in, in, in that game. It was, you know, it was a similar challenge to that. I, I think it's probably worse than the Alan one. He's gone over the top. He's reckless. He's not in control. <clears throat> but for some reason, the referees decided that it's a yellow card and, and not a red card. As I say... It got some, some a lot of these decisions Dan, They go the top
0: teams ways. Uh, Tony, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, same as you
1: and Dan. It really should have been a red card. Um, you know, if, even if you see the still pictures of it, he's sort of got straight legs, studs up over the ball. You know, and then, then that's what I'm trying to say about a clear and obvious area. You know, if if, if you can do, you can VAR a tiny little foul. But then do you not look at that and think, well, perhaps it should have been overturned and become a red card and that. So it's, it's very inconsistent, I think, with, with the refereeing. And, and as we've all known over the years, you know, refereeing a football match, uh, whether you're the referee or the assistant, it is all about opinions. And everyone's got different opinions. You know, Mike Dean certainly got a different opinion to, say, Andre Mariner or Michael Oliver or whoever it might be. The... So, although you've got the VAR in place, it doesn't always, you don't always get the correct decision and, you know, Leicester were very unfortunate, you know, Man United should have gone down to 10 men and Leicester, in my opinion, really should have been allowed to, to get that winning goal. So, that just adds to the frustration that we've been talking about, but without taking away from the fact it was a very, very good performance and Leicester, just a little bit, not for the first time, just a little bit hard done by, within, in terms of decisions not going away.
0: But you'd think, you and they can take confidence uh, into Thursday, of course. PSV in the quarter-finals of a European competition. Um, it, it's another massive game for the Foxes in Europe again, isn't it? And, and a chance, just like in the Ren game, to, to get off to a good start in the first leg at home.
2: Yeah. Um, it's, it's a tough game. It's going to be a really tough game. I can't wait. I think both legs are, are going to be you know, top, top games. Um, you, you look at I mean, they had a hell of a game over the weekend Did PSP? I think they were 3-0 down after 25 minutes to FC20. Um, and They came back and drew the game 3-0. I think they scored the equaliser in, in the 94th minute. They're not lost now in, in 13 games. You look at their away form, they're not lost in, in 10 away games in all competitions. They've won eight of those 10. I think they've scored 71 goals in their 28 league games. Score plenty, Dan. They do score pl- plenty. And, and Leicester are going to have to be at their very best. I mean, they scored well, they scored eight against Copenhagen in, in the semi-final, but conceded four. You, know, you look at the top six in that division. Um, I think they've got the worst defensive record. And Leicester have been very, very good at home this season. One defeat in 12, and a game that they shouldn't really have lost to Spurs at the King Power. It's going to be an intriguing
0: couple of legs, I have to say. Yeah, you underline that, that the last round against Copenhagen, Tony. Four-four was was the first leg between PSV and, and Copenhagen. PSV then went on and won the second leg 4 0 So clearly they can score goals, but also they're they're, they're fallible at, at the back as well. They have conceded as 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 you and said thirty-four goals in in twenty-eight league games. So and that's in the Dutch league as well. So so you'd think that hopefully the, the quality difference may come through. <coughs> Yeah, I mean, they're obviously
1: a decent team, don't they? They're up there, what, second behind Ajax. Yeah. And Ajax are doing very well in the Champions League, as, as we know, didn't they? So, um, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. They're all tough games. I mean, I like I said, like with the last eight of this competition, it's not, you know, there's some really good teams left in it. You know, I think everyone, when, when, when the idea first came up, you know, and they, they called it the Conference League, which you know, obviously it means something different to us, doesn't it? You know, the Conference has always been non-league football in our eyes. <coughs> It probably doesn't mean that abroad. It, abroad, it, it, it means... It, it doesn't mean what it does to us. But I think when they first dreamt up the idea, you know, I was at, I, I and probably most of, most of the people in the football world were probably thinking, oh, do we really need that competition? You know, you've got the Champions League, which is fantastic. You've got the Europa League with qualification now for the Champions League, making it a completely different competition. And of course, Leicester getting knocked out of the Europa League. Normally, when you go into the Conference League, you... You, you, you would expect a team in years gone by to go, oh, you know what, We're not, we don't really fancy it. Oh, it's a bit of a distraction. You know, we've got the Premier League, FA Cup, et cetera. And, but that's not been the case for Leicester. You know, I think they deserve great credit for taking the competition seriously. Um, there's also the option, of course, as well. Not only can you have a good cup run, the fans can enjoy the travelling, which I know all the Leicester fans have been doing that. And if you win the final, you get back Into the Europa League, which is where Leicester want to be for next season, and you look at that league table, down. So, I've got 11 points behind Wolves or whatever it is. It's near, you know, we've, we've only 10 games, it's near on impossible yeah. to, to try and you know get that um points uh, gap, you know, to, to get into a Europa League qualification place. So, for Leicester, it's a wonderful opportunity for many many reasons to go out there. Put on a show for the fans, and yes, PSV are vulnerable defensively. Brendan Brendan does his homework. I'm sure you know. You, could, you know he sets his teams up. He knows what what's going on. It's not like in the old days when you play against the European team and you ain't got a clue who they are and what they do. They know everything about PSV, and Brendan will pick a team. He's got a lot of players available now. Um, still not got his full what you would call his best eleven. You know, obviously Jamie, etc. You know, not, he hasn't got them to pick from, but you know. It's really important this first leg that that Leicester, um, even if they concede, just if they can win the game, and then I, I think going to the second leg. If you've got any sort of advantage, whether it's one nil, two one, three two, four three, five four, it doesn't matter. They obviously score goals, but they concede goals. If you've got an advantage, no away goals suits Leicester. You go out there for the second leg. Leicester are a fantastic counter-attacking team, as as I've already said today. So. You know, lots to be excited about. There'll be a wonderful um, atmosphere at the KP, and that, and you know, it, it's it really is a game for the Leicester fans to look forward to. And there's so many good games to come up between now and the end of the season.
0: Yeah. Final point on on Thursday, probably Mario Götze is is the standout name, Ewan, isn't it in in that PSV lineup?
2: Yeah. I I, mean, I was looking earlier, and I was looking at the the top scorers in in, in the Dutch league, and they haven't got one player. Um, in the top seven I don't think uh, I think they've got a few players that have grabbed a few goals between them but they don't rely on just one person to, to go out and get them 25-30 goals but yeah I mean he, he is the gem in their team isn't he you know World Cup winner scored the winning goal in the World Cup in 2014 Dan am I right in Brazil yeah um, you know it didn't quite happen for him when he moved to, to Bayern Munich for one reason or another but he's, he's, he's a top top player but they've got others Dan they've got other good players as well
0: uh, right, let's move on then to the other Premier League games that took place at the weekend, as we always do. On extra time, we get our guests to pick uh, one game each or a couple of games that that, that caught their eye. You uh, and you can uh, you can start us off, please.
2: Brentford or oh, Chelsea, Brentford. What's the result that was! Four-one. Um, oh, yeah, that is the the standout one, isn't it? Only yeah. Chelsea's second home defeat this season, but in the manner that that they and it just goes to show. What a good result in their last Premier League game Leicester had against uh, against Brentford at the King Power. You know, for them to go to to, to Chelsea and put four. And great to see uh, Christian Eriksen, you know, enjoying his football again. I think he scored it for Denmark um, last week. Um, Great to see him. Great to see him back on the pitch. And He's sort of given that since he's been at the club, he sort of lifted them in a really bad run. I think they've taken a point out of Eight Premier League games. All of a sudden, they've they've won three of their last four. They only defeat at the King Power. So, and they're safe now. I think that's them on 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 thirty three points. You know, they'll still want maybe another three, maybe just to make sure. But yeah, it's it, it was a fantastic result going to Stamford Bridge and scoring
0: four. Uh, Tony, uh, what about you? Which which game caught your right? eye? Well, I think
1: the two games yesterday, really, Dan. Um, as I said earlier, I was at the West Ham-Everton game. You know, a big result for West Ham. Still keeps them, you know, on, on the coattails of the Champions League places. And ultimately, I think West Ham are looking to get in the top six to get a Europa League position for next season. Um, so, a big result for them. Disappointed with Everton, Dan. You know, they, they, their final ball, their de- defensively, they was poor. And they've got Burnley away on Wednesday uh, Everton, which is a massive game. And then they follow that up with. I think they've got Le- they've got Leicester to to play twice. They've got Liverpool to play. They've got Chelsea to play. They've got Arsenal to play. and Man United to play. And they've got horrendous running. And you know they've got their record low points total at this stage of the season at the moment. Everton, we've got uh, ten games left, and they are really really struggling. And I, I still think they will be all right because I think they might just end up three worse teams than them, but. I think that yeah. it's going to go right to the wire and it's going to be very, very nervy for the Everton fans. And just finally, the, the, the Tottenham result. You know, I didn't see the game live, but you know, Newcastle taking the lead. And fair play to Spurs to come back and smash five goals past Newcastle, who have been on a pretty good run recently, haven't they? And, and more importantly for Spurs, it puts them in fourth position. And uh, with the North London derby, I think they're talking about it being the last but one game of the season now because it got postponed in January. I think that could be really, really interesting to see who gets that fourth position. At the moment, you've got to say either Tottenham or Arsenal are favourites to get there.
0: Yeah, some massive games to come uh, at both ends of the table. Uh, Coming up, that one on Wednesday, (coughs) uh, Burnley against Everton is absolutely uh, massive, isn't it? Right, let's move on to our uh, football Jenga then to end Extra Time this morning. I know Tony Cotty has been really looking forward to uh, uh, -to head-to-head with you and Roberts. Right, Uh, the theme is a pretty generic one. Name me any team in the Premier League and the Championship. So literally teams from England's top two divisions. Uh, go and go you go and go Roberts, you can uh, you can. So what is there? There's 44 teams between the two of you to get. Uh, you and you can uh, start us off, please.
1: Man City. Manchester United.
2: Liverpool. Everton. Chelsea.
1: West Ham. Arsenal. Southampton. Ryan. Leeds. Crystal Palace. Wolverhampton Wanderers. Aston Villa. Cardiff City. Swansea. Good show.
2: <laughs> Not- Nottingham Forest, Derby,
1: Reading, Brentford, Fulham, West Bromwich Albion, Sheffield, Birmingham,
2: Luton Town.
1: really well yeah. Um think think... think I covered all the games TC did not I I cover oh, all the games. No, no, you've been working more than me this year. Um Newcastle? You said Newcastle Uh your favourite team, TC, Millwall. Oh yeah, good shout mate. Um have you said Norwich? I haven't said Norwich yet, have you? Norwich? No. QPR Burnley. Preston, Blackburn. <laughs> Could go all the <laughs> way, this. <laughs> Hello? Oh, still, we're going on the regions, I'm just... You're, uh, you're struggling, I'm struggling, early, and you've done really well. Peterborough. Oh, Peter,
0: oh, Peterborough. Pe- Peterborough. Yeah, so there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven still to go. Oh, dear. Uh think, 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 think Um But I will say there are two Premier League teams that have uh that have yet to be set. Ooh. Who's it on? It's Tony's Tony. Hey. <laughs> have we seen Leicester? We have Leicester, have we? No, nope, correct. I was about yeah, to yeah. say at the end, if, if neither of you had said that, <laughs> you'd be both fired. No, no more LFC TV or LFC radio. we the, the legions
1: at the moment, so.
0: <clears throat> Yeah,
2: so, yeah. Stoke City. Very good.
1: Uh, it's a bit early in it to be thinking so hard about things. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, <laughs> must be someone up there. Um... in there. Brian's Brian's not working now.
2: I think there's, a, there's another London club. Did we not Is Watford. Yeah. Is that it? That
0: wasn't the one. That was okay. the one I was thinking of. To be fair. Yeah, Watford well, uh, he's, he's, he's he's right that. So that's it. All the Premier League clubs are done. Have we said Fulham? No. Right, good Fulham. Uh... So there's a couple of well, a few Yorkshire teams left. Um a middle. Oh, Coventry.
1: Three. The Coventry still in Coventry in the yeah. championship? Oh no. Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: Six. Huddersfield! Uh, yeah. You can give yeah. him a
1: clue <laughs> there. Uh
0: Paul. Shout four to go. Uh, Bristol City, yeah, very good. Yeah,
1: right. Three to, go. Three to no, go.
0: No, go. I want you to both do this. There's three northern teams. Three northern teams, yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I don't know whether you said this because, like, I was copying Preston. I think you might have said Preston, yeah. yeah we've
0: had it, we've had it. Oh, I was do down anyway. Yeah. On, yeah. say, say one uh, to win it, and, and then we'll, we'll try and... and the only it. one I can think of, uh, Middlesbrough. Correct. Right, Perfect. so there's two to get. So, Ewan wins it, but two to get. Let's see if you can do it between you. So, yeah, two two Northern teams, as we said. said. Um, one Yorkshire team, one Lancashire team.
1: Rob Remain here. They're not Championship, are they, Rob Remain. Um Yorkshire and Lancashire, did you say, then?
2: Yeah. Barnsley.
0: Yeah. That's the Yorkshire, yeah. Yeah. Lancashire. Yeah. So this team got battered at the weekend at home. Both boat, boat no, 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 no Well, They got beaten comfortably at home, certainly, I know that. This team, the last one. Has Flat actually pool. been said on extra time, yes, extra. Flat Flat, yeah. Blackpool for one,
1: was Yeah. That wasn't bad, Ben, that was probably the longest. Yeah, you, that you've had all season, That's yeah, that, that, right. that was brilliant.
0: That, yeah, I'll take a nice bit of editing for me, adding in the, all the ding there. <laughs> oh, well done, I was, I was impressed. There was two, three to go at the end between the two, years, so that was it. Uh, That's yeah, good, good effort, TC. Really good CC. good well effort, done, good. Well done, mate. Yeah. Good effort, mate. That, good effort. Well done, both of yeah. you. Um, either of you joining us on Thursday, Thursday, Thursday yes,
1: yeah, yeah. you it. I'll, I'll, I'll be at the West Ham leon game. Oh yeah! Oh, yes. nice. GC. Okay. So is that in France? Is it or is that? Yeah. That's, the, that's the home leg. But uh, West Ham the same as Leicester at home. At home, and then if they get through, they're at home in the first league in the, the semi final if they get through. Or something.
0: Uh, well, so safe travels then if you are going over to uh, to France, Tony. You and we'll see you on Thursday, of course. Thank you to everybody who's uh, who's tuned in, who's listened, who's watched. And um, yeah, we'll be back again on Thursday for that big game with PSV. It's an 8 o'clock kickoff, so do join us from Rash Day Live from 6 30. Great, have a, have a great weekend, guys, or a great week, rather. Cheers, boys. Cheers,
1: you.